Have you hugged a ripen? Wagered a podcast bet? Toasted to friends at Clover Pine? Prove it all to your friends with Crossword merch available now in the gift shop. T-shirts, hats, mugs, stickers, and a whole lot more. Your purchase supports the show and keeps us running. Go to GhostbustersHQ/shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. This week on the program, can you feel it? Everything is just, it's its happening. Ghostbusters Afterlife is coming. If you're, you may even be listening to this on the way to New York Comic Con at this point. It's just, we are at peak velocity here. But uh, up on the show, we've got uh, some thought on some Egon's books uh, that we saw in the tested uh, uh, behind the scenes piece, uh, a Proton Pack auction, uh, some Royal Bobbleheads, Empire Magazine, new music from Afterlife. Too much. Just stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! It's a very full show. There's a lot to talk about. Holy shiza. Um, well, we're well because yeah, we're hitting critical mass, right? As we get closer and closer to the movie, you know, we. I mean, everybody is counting days. You and I can count it in a handful of weeks, right? I, we like, really are. Like, which means by the time we record another week's show, the stuff that's happened in the previous week is considerable. It's it's kind of nuts, and I think that's going to be how it is until we get on up until November nineteenth. Honestly, like and even past November nineteenth, because once we get past the movie coming out, all we're going to want to do is talk about the movie. So, yeah, um, the the critical mass is nigh, if not already here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, did we? And it, I didn't add it in the rundown. It's something we should certainly be good for the top of the show. Um, we didn't mention. Did we mention Fort Fort McLeod? Uh, we didn't. Oh, you know Heller. what's funny is I th- I thought we did last week and we didn't. But yeah, we that's uh, that's coming up on the. It's the day before, right? It's the 18th, November 18th. No, it's like the 13th or something. It's it's early. Oh, it's like a week before. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if anybody's listening, just check our social medias. But basically, the long and the short of it is, is there's going to be a screening in. Fort McLeod or Drumheller? I can't remember. Whichever one the the main street's on that has the Empire uh, the, the Empress, yeah, yeah. The Empress, the Empire. That uh, the Empire. They're going to do, Empire they're gonna do the, the screening there. You know, the ostensibly uh, they're going to show the movie about a week earlier um, than about anywhere else in the world. Um, raise money for the theater. It's an older theater. Um, tickets are like a hundred bucks. Um, it's official in that Sony's giving it the green light to happen. I don't think there's much happening other than, uh, well, <laughs> initially it was not much is happening other than local cast and crew and local Ghostbusters would be there. They were going to make a day of it and events and all that. The town was going to make a big deal out of it for a hundred bucks. You pay a hundred bucks for a ticket to see the movie and all that. Uh, the way I hear it now is basically every ghost head in the world is now 
checking their bank balance and doing some math. So uh, it's really turned into a thing. But also, is it just for the theater? Because I thought there was also a charity involved too, and that's why the tickets were a hundred bucks a pop. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's what I meant. It's oh, charity, charity. Um, I thought there was I another charity on top of benefiting the uh, the, the movie palace of uh, Alberta, of Fort McLeod. It, um, it might be, although that might also come out of the stuff happening prior to the screening uh, just with the involvement of sure, the sure. Uh, the local Ghostbuster teams um, let's see I got the this is you got uh, the article yeah I got the article special screening of new Ghostbusters movie in Fort McLeod okay so um, it is in Fort McLeod November 13th at the Empress Theater and uh, yeah right. six days 100 bucks proceeds of the sales will be going toward much needed renovations of the theater okay yeah i thought there yeah. was another charity involved but that's my mistake yeah um so yeah so. If, uh, especially the <laughs> what's funny is that i think it's it's an olive branch toward the the town uh, uh saying hey thanks so much for letting us take over your your town and close down your streets uh here's a, an advanced screening and now it's yeah. kind of turned into a bigger like fan thing uh which is fun but um yeah, well, the thing is, is small town theater. I'm wondering how many seats they have. Um, oh, I don't know. It's Sony. Like, surely, if they wanted to, they could make arrangements for uh, special screenings, right? For yeah. People who worked on it. I've seen that before. I've actually been to a couple. For press, I got to go to uh, Arnold's uh, Sixth Day because it was shot here in Vancouver. <laughs> The Empress has 300 seats, thanks to my handy-dandy uh, right. guide that I have here to check. So when you yeah. factor in people around town and all that that are going to want to go see it, and local fans that are want to go see it, uh, hmm, I don't know that it's... I don't think it's going to double as a, uh, a crew screening. No, that might no, be yeah. Different. That's... Uh, but still, 300 seats in a theater and an entire world of Ghostbuster fans. <laughs> that's going to go real fast. If it's not already gone... It's going to go fast. Oh. I was feeling, what's well, something else I wanted to just get out of the way quick. What was it? Uh, oh, cleaning up clean the town. Up the town. Yeah. So we talked last week that by the time the thing dropped, uh, like we're a couple of days away now from it being in theaters. As, as we record this, when you listen to this, it will be <clears> out. When you listen to this, yeah. it'll be, it'll be in theaters by three days or so, three or four days. Uh, but now we are a day or two as you, as this drops and you listen to it when it first drops, we are a day or two away from it showing up on Apple TV. Yeah. And you can pre-order it, uh, now if you haven't already. Um, yeah. and if you don't already have that, that nifty, uh, Blu-ray that they gave to all their Kickstarter, uh, yeah. uh backers. Um, now there'll be more news coming cause there'll be other, um, video on demand and streaming coming as well as another i think another blue they talked about another blu-ray run yeah because the uh, it's so. weird there was an international blu-ray that somehow trickled over to north america and that was not that was not the the technical north no. american it was just people importing the the blu-ray yeah, um exactly. or selling off be, the copies that they got from the the kickstarter right? um so but there will be officially a run co so yeah. stay tuned if uh, you want to get yourself a <laughs> I feel so old. Like I still, my head still thinks in terms of me want physical <laughs> copy of that, please. But also there's, there's an advantage to the physical copy because if you watched it on Crackle, uh, it's a wonderful film if you watch it on Crackle, but there's more to it that you have not seen. So if you pick up the yeah. Blu-ray disc, there's, 
oh my god, at least another forty five minutes, if not more, of, the longer, of content the, on there. The yeah. theaters, the theaters have the longer Plus, version as yeah, well. Some so, bonus features. Yeah. So yeah, so um, so check that out. Also, uh, they announced just this past week that Randy Edelman is doing the score to the Too Hot to Handle uh, documentary, yes. which is. Uh, Mr. Edelman having his second Ghostbusters renaissance here. I think he's right? kind of embraced, like if you watch that, that, uh, the car interview that we talked about a few weeks ago where he was kind of like, eh, you know, eh, it was a thing that I did and I kind of have a chip on my shoulder about it. I think the chip on his shoulder is now gone and he's realized the benefit of, of embracing well, it, his Ghostbusters past here. You know, there you go. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting news article because from where we were sitting, uh, post-production so to speak was kind of ongoing anyways for right right too hot to handle uh i mean because they they said it themselves it's like we're all stuck at home where we edit (laughs) i guess we're just gonna sit around and work on it and they they had pretty much all of the material they needed for the second movie so um yeah so they're good to go but i i i feel like the edelman was the buried lead like the because the headlines were a uh, sequel to, you know, documentary. Back in uh, production. Back, back yeah. in production, we're like, oh, I don't think it stopped. But then in the middle of it, Randy Edelman's doing the music. And I was like, well, I kind of get it because that's the big news. But I don't know if that's the headline yeah. for, uh, what was the? Um, that was Deadline, I think, that the, the article came out. Yeah, it, <laughs> My brain was like. Was this, it, well, it's some, the same distributor who's doing com? the domestic, uh, the big release that's happening right now. So I think they want to strike while the iron is hot uh, here. And, and creepy, creepy I could never remember the name, but yeah, I think you're right. It's <laughs> creepy news. The uh, industry source of Hollywood, creepynews.net. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it was an excellent excuse uh, with it hitting the theaters and all that. Yeah, of, yeah. Combine it all together. So Now, uh, it begs the question, does Randy get to use some of his themes from Ghostbusters 2, or are those kind of verboten? Uh, is he going to try to avoid that? I don't know. We'll see. Well, there's an interesting question there. I suspect some of this, the new stuff we heard, that might be fair game. <laughs> like... What's well, yeah? It's weird. The stuff that's on the new album, they say that it's. They're being very careful to say that it's yeah. not new. It's re-recorded. So it's like Re- yeah, re-recorded uh, and stuff that never got used. You and I went over it a bit. Like, yeah. So it's back. We kind of dug into it. But so um, I don't know. I mean, it would be great if he could because that was the one thing I know uh, that the Buenos had talked to us. Uh, oh my goodness, it's been years now at this point. Uh, but mm. in one of the interviews we had with the Buenos, they were talking about how they had the. The Elmer Bernstein score, um, and and they loved it as temp track, but then, you know, of course you can't really use that, so they no. had to bring in uh, Jamie and, and Mitty D to do the, the score, which the yeah. score on the uh, first film is is fantastic. Um, Perfect. It really helps, um, but... Uh, I, I, I like I like that <laughs> it's sort of like bringing uh, uh, Ernie Hudson back to... They turned him down to do the voice of Winston Zedmore, but yeah. for for the documentary, they're going to get Randy Edelman to come back and uh, pretend to be Randy Edelman. So. Yeah, it works pretty well. So, um, wait, what, what are we a, doing? Get me a Randy Edelman. We're talking news, and we haven't even gotten into the proper news segment. That's just how efficient we are on the cross rip lately. It's well, My, yes, the, actually, actually, no. Well, it's mostly because cleaning up the town, we wanted to get their news yeah, that's true. out there quick. Like you've got time, you can pause us. Go buy tickets to see it in the theater and pre-order it on Apple yeah, TV, that would, and then come back I'm, and listen with us. I'm very bummed I didn't get to see it in a the theater. So uh, if if there's a screening here, 
I know it. You I are get so to jealous. See you in the theater. You I get and to you see did you the Q and A with them afterwards. So and I screwed up the recording. So let's not talk about that too much. <laughs> and on that note, we'll just get into the news proper. Here we go with the news. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, Chris, I'm, I'm going to leave this up to you. And, sure. and the funny thing is you wrote the rundown, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to let you call the audible here. Do you want to talk afterlife stuff or do you want to talk merch stuff first? Ooh, merch. Merch. All right, so merch. Um, <laughs> the, there's, there's a couple of things here. Uh, Proton Pack, uh, they've got an answer the call uh, Proton Pack that's going to be going up for sale on the Prop Store auction. Um, yeah. we don't have much more info as to starting price and, and all that jazz, no. uh, but it's, it's an important one though, because it's an FX pack. It's an FX pack that has the led lights at the end of the thrower. Uh, it is a full and complete pack, which I know has yeah. been kind of an issue with the answer the call packs for, uh, collectors out there that, um, you know, they dismantle them or they have uh, parts. I have a whole bunch of parts from a few of the, uh, the packs myself, um, but it's it's very cool to get a, a full and complete pack uh, yeah. with all of the SFX uh, lighting and stuff uh, incorporated into it. So, yeah, the catalog hasn't dropped, so a lot of the specifics and yeah. all that are not out yet. But the photo they released, you can see it's got the the FX uh, LEDs on the front to cast that light. So it. Uh, you know, to time it up with the beams that are pretend and fake scenes. Exactly. You know, they put some real light in there. That actually weirdly makes it, that makes it even better. Like, I, I think maybe it, at best certain times things like that would be regarded as neutral or perhaps even a detriment. Like if somebody's like, I want, to make, I want it to look like it does in the movie. Well, that's not how it looks in the movie. But in this case... Uh, well, especially since there was that period of time where they're like photos were like, and here comes the movie. And it's like, and what's that bit? <laughs> Something you weren't supposed to see. That's I remember that when they, where they had to put the special effects into the publicity photo. And we were like, that's weird. Um, but uh, yeah. And, and, and I know props uh, collectors, people who, who have the means to do this, Jeff Shrek, I'm looking at you. Uh, yeah. They, they covet these props that they know for a fact were, a on screen and B handled by the actual actors themselves, which it's, it's yes. a safe bet with this being a, an SFX pack that had the lighting that was going to be, you know, blasting into their faces and giving them uh, what they needed for, for filming. Yeah. Uh, d- good chance of, we don't, I don't know whose pack this is. I haven't really looked in detail to see if I can identify. I was about to but, say, yeah, there should be some telltales cause they all kind of vaguely, uh, they all have sort of identifying them. marks. Yeah. It was kind of like the aliens armor. They had some sort of like, you know, the stickers and, and things like yeah. that. So, uh, once the, once the catalog comes out, we'll figure that out. I guess what I'm saying is Jeff, we don't know how much it's going to cost you yet. And we don't know <laughs> whose pack it is, but don't worry. We'll get you all of that information for the plaque. After oh, you end up purchasing you, it. you know, they're already planning on that one, right? Like it's, I'm sure, I'm sure the Shrek family is sitting, uh, with their accountant, Advisors on right now, tackling the family budget and trying to figure out what they can do. Canceling next year's trip. And <laughs> Sorry, kids. Was- Hawaii's canceled. We gotta. <laughs> no, that I, the Shreks. I, I I love the fact that they have a Shrek family museum, and someday it will yes. be open to, uh, for all of us to take a look we, at. We love to tease mostly because we're hideously, hideously uh, jealous. Jealous. Yeah, it's total jealousy. Um, 
But uh, so other merch news, um, Target stores, we talked about it a few weeks ago, but they are really putting end caps and big displays in their seasonal sections for Ghostbusters. It's very cool to see. Um, they have mannequins with Ghostbusters flight suits on, uh, inflatable stay puffs. Uh, very, very cool. If you haven't seen it, go to your local Target. I'm sure you have one as well. Um, mm. One thing that is bothering people, and I have noticed that <laughs> this on social media all over the place. Hang on. Ghostbuster fans are annoyed by something? I uh, know. I know. Stop. <laughs> pump the brakes. There's no way. We're such a jovial bunch that I know that this would never bother. No. All right. Well, fill me in because we do not have Target here in so Canada. So he- here's here's what's happening. Uh, the The... The packaging for these particular costumes with the inflatable proton packs was incorrect, and it shows the 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 proton pack, the cyclotron on on the back, upside down. So you have the cyclotron on the top near your head, uh, and and what should be toward the top now down by your by your butt. Um, of course, Ghostbusters fans, we go into a Target, we're so excited to see these displays, and then there's that one thing. Oh my the Packs are upside down, and and so I don't <laughs> condone this action. Um, and if you get caught, I do not uh, claim any liability for this whatsoever. But we have seen some fans going in and correcting the mannequins <laughs> and turning the packs the correct way with the cyclotron uh, facing down, and uh, and all is right with the world. All of the common muggles out there don't care. They don't. Uh, they don't understand. What I don't, it's, it's a backpack. So obviously the straps are in a very specific way. So it's probably uncomfortable if you're wearing it upside down, but nobody's quite noticed that either. Um, but, uh, so, so if you do feel the need to go into target and correct their store displays, be gentle with it, be (laughs) diplomatic. Um, please don't be the equivalent of a Ghostbusters Karen and be like, wow, this is not screen accurate. If you do, no, please don't do that. Just be nice, um, and 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 if somebody does come up to you and be like, "I'm sorry, what are you doing?" Just be like, uh, uh, "See, these are supposed to be." I just want you to sell more by doing them accurately. <laughs> I don't know. That's security, and try not to go off on a rant because they won't be able to follow you at all. They like, won't know. They'll be, well, the PPE belongs on the top, and if the no, no security, security. Also, it's a PPD. I've been talking PPE because of COVID compliance. But there you go. Don't worry about it. Um, so uh, yeah, if, if you, if you go into your stores and you see something, either just let it go or do your thing, but be nice about it. That's all I'm saying. Um, but it's, again, it's very cool to see them. The, the some of the flight suits, uh, we have heard from some, some of our, our fellow fans, they, they look a little cheap, but all Halloween costumes kind of do, you know, they've got the, is as, as quickly and efficiently as they can make those costumes to throw them in the bag and make them only cost whatever it is, you know, $10, $15. Um, they're, they're really doing their best. So obviously not everybody's going to have screen accurate flight suits, but bright side is a lot of people are going to be running around as ghostbusters this year. Look at it that way. Exactly. Um, So, uh, and, and everybody will appreciate your screen accurate flight suit, your screen accurate pack, uh, all of the attention to detail that you put into yours, they will still appreciate that. It does not demean, uh, yours in any way. We've, we've talked about this with the Ruby stuff, uh, before too, where it's like the spirit pack, it's small. It doesn't mean that it makes yours any less good. Uh, you're okay. So don't, don't sweat it. Um, don't sweat it. 
Anyway, uh, this message brought to you by Target. <laughs> Target stores, Target.com, our proud sponsors of... <laughs> brought no. to you by Target. Don't touch our stuff. <laughs> Please stop touching our mannequins. Uh, but so, yeah, so that's... <laughs> this message brought to you by Target. Security. <laughs> Security. We're going to need some help. Um, so that's that's very cool. Uh, Royal Bobbles is some other merch that's actually been really fun to to see. If, uh, if you haven't yeah. seen these, go check out... Uh, I'm just going to point people toward Ghostbusters news at this point. Go check out Jason. He's site. got all the pictures. He's yeah. got all the pictures. Um, we've got mini puffs. We've got a terror dog. We've got muncher. Uh, but there was a fourth one. What was the fourth one? Uh-huh. Terror dogs, muncher, mini puffs. Ah, well, they're, but they're, they're very great. They're kind of the, um, Here, you vamp and I'll figure it out. Ah, I'll keep vamping. They're, they're very pop, uh, Funko pop E, but, not as cute. Uh, they're very more sort of screen accurate, uh, very, um, uh, realistic, I guess is what I'm looking for. Where the fun. No, it was just those three. Hey, just those three. check out yeah, 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 yeah. the steel trap of this brain. There you go. Um, but, uh, but go check those out. They're very cool. Uh, I don't believe they are quite up for sale yet. Um, although I have seen a couple of people that already have them. So, but whatever, there people still have the Ghostbusters 2 vinyl, and I just got a notice from Amazon that I'm not getting that till November. So, yeah, uh, dang it, I, I don't know. To each their own. If everybody's got them, that's fine. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, and I think that's everything in terms of merch. Uh, well, there's the, it's, it's a good lead into afterlife. So, uh, Baskin Robbins has some Funko, uh, pops, uh, yeah. m- mini puffs with the, uh, Baskin Robbins spoons, um, which, uh, you you kind of you you pointed this out toward me, and I think we did mention this at one point where the green yeah. slime stuff was being sold at Baskin Robbins, and we were like, I bet that was supposed to tie in with something, but the perishable date on the green slime. Exactly. Uh, they they just did some quick retooling, and for a, l- a short time, you could go in and you can get like the Sunday and stuff the like that with Sunday. this green yeah. slime topping on it, and we were like, that is not something you just do out of the blue, especially when it's summer and nowhere near Halloween and stuff like this. And yeah, we speculated that this might've been a tie in because, um, Baskin and Robbins featured in the teaser or the little clip teaser Jamoka. they put out of Paul Rudd. Yeah. You know, a whole, uh, <laughs> a whole freezer. Do you have Baskin and Robbins in the tubs in stores down in the States? Uh, it depends where you go. Like it, okay, it, certain stores carry the Baskin Robbins in the tubs. Otherwise you just okay. have to go to the proper Baskin Robbins. So it is, so it is a shop. thing. See, I, yeah. I kind of, I always wondered if it was sort of a, they're, they're, uh, a sponsor, uh, you know, um, um, uh, a product placement sponsor <laughs> with us. And so I, we've invented these tubs. Just I have so to say, I think Walmart shot, is one of the few places that I have seen like the little pints okay. of, of Baskin Robbins. So, so, there you so have it's it. a good, it's uh it's realistic to the real world, I think. So but. at the time it felt like maybe it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a stretch, but it was still very disconnected when we were like, yeah, like Baskin Robbins was very prominent in that shot. And then here's Baskin Robbins with a slime thing, but no Ghostbusters attached to it. And, um, yeah, here, here's these Funko pops to basically just slam dunk it. But then the question becomes, why did the slime thing like lose the, the Ghostbusters? Like it's a very, I a hundred percent just chalk that up to 
to COVID to be completely honest. Like all of these, like the, the tie-ins that were supposed to happen with fast food restaurants and, and uh, other third party like partners. I feel like that's probably all just because of the the delays. You know, if, if the movie was supposed to come out in, in July and of course that's your height of ice cream season, of course Baskin Robbins wanted to plan something uh, that, that coincided uh, with, with Ghostbusters. So yeah. when, when that June date was still firmly in play, I bet they, they uh, put something into production. They uh, mocked up all of the packaging and, and got it going. Yeah. And then the movie got delayed and then they said, well, it doesn't make sense for us to promote Ghostbusters Afterlife in the summer if the movie's coming out in November. So uh, they probably just really quickly slapped new stickers on all of the packaging and got it out onto shelves because it was going to go bad. Um, but yeah, I don't. It's it's so weird. I mean, it's like uh, down here, uh, McDonald's had Happy Meals for. Um, is it Ned's gone wrong or Ed's? I, I'm trying to remember the 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 droid who uh, is like the social media. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know but the... but same thing. Like the Happy Meals were in stores, uh, but the movie got delayed again, and the movie is now coming out. I think in like two or three weeks, and the Happy yeah. Meals will be well gone. And it just it's so tough to predict uh, right yeah. now. So I that I totally chalk that up to that. Baskin Robbins probably got their product placement in the film. Um, and is getting these Funko Pops that come with the iconic, you know, uh, Baskin Robbins spoons. Yeah. Um, so that that's probably the, the consolation. But I, the one thing I didn't check was whether the timing was before or after the formally showing off the mini puffs, because hmm. I kind of half wondered if that might not have been part of it if all their branding had mini puffs like all over the place at which point they're like, well, well, I think, I mean, that's, it's no coincidence. Yeah. Like that, that mini puffed clip that we got, uh, which seems like 10 years ago, but it was probably only like three months ago at this point. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that that's no coincidence that they put that out into the wild because yeah, look at the mini puffs are everywhere. They're in the mini puffed surprise toys that are on shelves. Uh, there's a new t-shirt. If you go to, uh, Amazon or even in, in the UK, there's a whole bunch of t-shirts yes. um, that have the mini puffs on them. Uh, well here, this begs the, and the Funko pop is, yeah. uh, you know, built yeah. around the mini puffs, which I mean is because they're quite you know popular and prominent everywhere. But now the question is with the movie coming out, is there a stock of Ghostbusters afterlife branded cups, etc., that are suddenly going to flood into into Maybe. Uh, Baskin Robbins, even though the slime has passed, the cups will be used. Because again, that stuff doesn't perish. Yeah. It doesn't perish. Uh, it's maybe not the strongest uh, promotional tie, but I can't imagine Baskin and Rog- Robbins would, uh, I suppose say Baskins and Roggins. <laughs> that's, that's, I think that's a suit <laughs> shop. Uh, if you need your pants hemmed, go to yeah, what's Bas- the McDonald's ripoff in uh, Coming to America? Uh, McDougal's, I McDougal's believe. McDougal's or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I got the um, golden arches. I got the yeah. Anyway, I I I am wondering if we might not see that just because. And I mean, at the end of the day, what do you like? You could they could improvise. There's a kid on TikTok that works for you know Baskin and Robbins. That's <laughs> The best thing that ever happened to them with his TikTok channel, improvising, uh, you know, the stuff he can do. Is it Baskin Robbins or maybe he's one of the Cold Stones? Well, there you go. If you if it, you didn't 
don't have that TikTok. Uh, there kid. you go. Get a get a TikTok this influencer, Baskin Robbins. There you go. But and, the point is, is you yeah. know, you could they they could improvise up a hey, uh, here you go. It's uh, I don't know the caramel with a little bit of green food dye and lots of marshmallows on top. Like here it is. It's the mini puff. Just yeah, come get it. I don't get know. the mini puffed. Yeah, take I, the cup and get out. I feel like we'll probably see a lot of that. Actually, like the if if yeah. Baskin Robbins has some Ghostbusters themed cups uh, or or even just like branded uh, regular cups, they may have that. Seven uh, Eleven has always been a big Ghostbusters partner. From yeah, you know they even pre answer the call uh, and even into Ghostbusters uh, world when they they were doing that that tie in with the um, the mobile game. Like I, I would bet maybe some Slurpee cups just magically pop up and we go, oh, where did those come from? And it was because they had them teed up to go in the summertime. Um, so yeah, well, yeah, stay tuned. This this week's hilarious one is that Sony going obviously went uh, coming out in October and Walker's Chips in the UK said perfect. And then uh, three weeks later, <laughs> ring ring. Nope, we moved it to November. What? Uh, no. Ah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, if you're but, in the UK, Walker's uh, chip bags are yeah. mini puffed all over the place. Chips and damn it, I still want some of that Japanese, uh, the, the meat, the snack the meat. Ham, the ham, whatever it is. <laughs> it's, it's like the prepackaged uh, single serving spam. Yeah. Uh, I want some. I bet it's so I'm, good. I'm not even kidding. I, well, I there you go. Some. I'm like, I'm all like, let's tease Japan. And then I'm looking at Mandalorian grape bags and I'm like, eh, okay, fine. <laughs> It's normal everywhere now. <laughs> I know. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, tons tons of merch stuff coming. And uh, the closer we get to Afterlife, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of these fun things we can talk about. Um, oh, but, yeah. Uh, ho- ho- the Halloween stuff alone that's coming out, which we're kind of just, you know, running past at full tilt, is would take an episode all by itself. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so Empire Magazine, unfortunately, uh, b- besides some of the photos that they've teased, uh, they... <laughs> The issue comes out tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. So as we record this uh, on the been, 29th. You, you say tomorrow has already been found in the wild. Uh, uh, subscribers have gotten theirs and some people Ooh. have gotten them on the newsstands. Yeah. I was going to go yes. check it out tomorrow uh, and see so, if I can't grab so, a copy. You and me both, brother. Uh, so so stay tuned on the Empire Magazine front. I, I think they've got a pretty good feature. They've got the cover story. Um, we know that uh, uh, Nick DeSimlian, I hope I said his name right again this time, uh, who wrote the Wild and Crazy Guys book has written the article here on mm-hmm. uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So some some great deep knowledge and some great deep cuts. Uh, can't wait to hear what he asked of of people like Ivan and, and Jason Reitman. Um, and some good photos. We've seen a few of the exclusive photos already of, of the kids and of Muncher. So um, m- more on that, I guess, next week after we yes. can read it and, and really pour over Somehow, it. Somehow, somewhere. Um, but the thing we can pour over... Uh, just today, actually, as we record this, a Muncher cookie video went up on all of the official Ghostbusters uh, social pages, YouTube, uh, Twitter. <laughs> um, very funny. It's a three-layer uh, cookie that's designed by uh, Jen Fujikawa uh, and is uh, she's the one who did the, the s'mores uh, a, few, yeah. a few weeks ago. Um, I am so making these cookies, by the way. They're, I mean, they're, A, they're so cute. Uh, yes. Muncher has never looked cuter and <laughs> B it's three cookies in one. How can you go wrong? Like if you, if you get a cookie that has three layers with icing in between, like it counts as one, right? That's just yeah, one well, it's not even, it's not even just icing in between. This is one to try to, to, um, given last week's, um, uh, earnest, uh, promise to attempt 
to uh, provide a service to people who uh, to, that listen to our podcast <laughs> that are, are visually impaired. Um, yeah, they uh, just it's like a a paper shape is used, and this is the one thing where I'm going to deviate. I'm when I go tomorrow to check uh, the newsstand for Empire Magazine. I'm hitting the nearest dollar store and getting some cheap uh, uh, cookie um, cutters. Ah, yeah. A pair of needle nose pliers and a cheap cookie cutter, and you can <laughs> bend and re- you laugh. And bend them to will. That's a great you, idea, actually. You yeah. laugh, except I have a whole bunch of university friends that came uh, to my house for a party to watch the last episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, and I made Starfleet uh, sugar cookies. I made a Starfleet cookie cutter. It's around here somewhere, but that's... Uh, yeah, she, uh, uh, she cut it out like with the knife around the oh, the, the template thing. Uh, thing yeah, I'm, around the template. I'm going one step further. I'm going to make, <laughs> I'm going to make me a a, a a a muncher cookie cutter. But what you do is you you punch them out three times. Two of them you take an uh, like a, a circle cutter to cut a you know like a yeah because you can, it's like large, a, a, a silver dollar out of uh, his belly his, so you can see the inside don't skip ahead don't skip ahead okay you, <laughs> it yeah it makes space because in one of them you then uh you bake the cookies and one of them they've put in like crushed um candy crushed uh hard candy that melts when the cookie uh bakes and creates a little uh, glass window. These these uh, like candy glass window, which is you see all over the place these days uh, for making uh, Christmas treats, Christmas cookies, and all that sort of thing. But then you stack it. So if you can imagine it, the one that doesn't have its tummy out is the bottom layer. You have one with the tummy out, but no glass, quote unquote. You put that on top with some icing, fill it with like you know little sprinkles and all that, and then yeah, you're icing the last one on top of it. So it's just like it's just like the toy that you, you, he's got the transparent tummy to see the stuff inside. It's actually really yeah, cool. Put an ectomobile plate in there, and you got a you got a day. You got a, that's yeah. a meal. You got a stew cooking. I I don't know how to do the ecto one plate, but now you got me wondering. Uh, all right, you can, well, there is there is edible pen, which is used it, for the uh, the s'mores. The s'mores. Uh, the, the face it, on the s'mores. The yeah. face on the s'mores and the details on Muncher. Use little, they have little marshmallow hands for his puffy, puffy little, uh, uh, what do they call them? Water bears, tear to guards, whatever, uh, little hands. Um, but yeah, so now that I'm thinking about it, if you got yourself some like orange fruit by the foot, you could snip yourself <laughs> off a little rectangle and take the edible Get a little pen license plate in there. To yeah. write, oh, there you I'm go. taking this next level now. Um, but anyways, that's, that's what Jen designed and made in there. I'm like, I've already promised myself that this, the rains are here. It's a monsoon and I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. So for the next several months, I'm determined to like perfect my snickerdoodle slash uh, chocolate chip cookie uh, skills. Uh, Christmas is coming, which means I get to pull out DC Comics's uh, uh, Larf Fleas's uh, Orange Lantern cookies. And now I'm adding Muncher uh, <laughs> see-through tum-tum cookies. See-through tum-tum cookies. I like it. Now, uh, let's put it this way. The cookie's great, but the highlight, just like the s'mores one, is we got a treat. Yeah, Not that's a cookie. true. We, I mean, you get the, the cookie recipe, which in and of itself is amazing. It's a treat. Uh, JustGenRecipes.com. Check her out. Um, but uh, yes, there is some new Ghostbusters Afterlife score uh, that is highlighting this uh, this uh, recipe video. 
And it's very different. You know, the, with the mini puffs, we got that kind of gremlins e. Um, and we went and we dissected it. We talked about how it had yeah. so many different layers to it. It had like the Jerry Goldsmith Gremlins uh, themes in it. It had a little bit of Back to the Future ticking clock. Um, and then, of course, had some some Elmer Bernstein uh, cues uh, in there. But this is, it's so, it, when you listen to it, it sounds both so Ghostbusters and also so like kind of 80s comedy. Like it has that very upbeat kind of plunky and bouncy, um, yeah. very Elmer Bernstein sounding. Like if, if, if I were to listen to this, I'd say that's, that's pretty Elmer Bernstein right there. Uh, because it has the, the, the horns are playing and they're very playful and they've got this, like, it's very um, energetic. It's very youthful. And I can kind of picture like a scene where you're walking through Somerville and here's all the townsfolk out for a bright and sunny day. Hey, how's it going? There's the milkman. Like it, it has that kind of feeling to it. It's that like Americana, um, very, um, very uh, spirited, I guess, is the, the word that I didn't yeah. want to use because it's a, a bad pun, but it's very spirited. Um, I don't I, like... Well, here I'll I'll play a little bit for people here um, of the music, and then and Chris, you and I can kind of talk about it. But it's, I, it's so good. It's just so good. <laughs> I, everybody keeps saying just tap it into my veins, and I kind of feel the exact same way. But so okay, here's a little bit of the score that we hear uh, in in that video. So yeah, I, Chris. As soon as those piano uh, notes kick in there, it's v- that's very Elmer Bernstein first film, like that. Yeah, just that kind of plucky uh, piano. Uh, some people said it sounds very, uh, very Randy Edelman Ghostbusters too, and I think it's just because we all have piano on the brain. I think that yeah, uh, no, very different is, from the the Randy Edelman uh, score. But this to me is reminiscent of some of Bernstein's other stuff, like. Um kind of shades of uh, spies like us and stuff like Spy, that. spies like us stripes like that same yeah. sort of like uh it's, it's going it's, to basic training going to get your head shaved uh, sequence in stripes get, yeah. yeah it's getting it's getting to work music is what it is yeah. It's, it, if, yeah. it, whatever part of the movie we see it in it'll definitely be them getting ready to try and go do something 
Um, well, so stay tuned. I, I'm really hoping the closer we get to the movie, I'm really hoping that the score and the soundtrack start, uh, uh, making their way out again, spoiler free. Hopefully we are able to enjoy it, uh, without it spoiling too much of the movie. But, um, but yeah, a uh, hat tip to Rob Simonson, because the more that we hear of the score, uh, and, and no matter what these, Jen pours her heart and soul into these videos for the recipes and all the comments are always about the score. So I, my heart goes <laughs> out to her. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the, the response has overwhelmingly been good so far to, uh, what we've heard of, of the afterlife score. So, uh, yep. stay tuned. I bet it's, it's, it's going to be a fun one. That's going to be one you want the vinyl for, and I hope it comes before November. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so that's, that's really, I, I mean, Let's see. I'm checking my time. We got about 15, 20 minutes, which is perfect. Ooh. Because, Chris, I really just want to turn this over to you. Uh, Why? My brain is dumb and does dumb I things, know, and everybody is, liked the dumb thing. And now I have to account for the dumb the thing dumb that thing I did. The dumb thing worked to your favor. dumb. Here. Well, I'll, I'll set the stage here. I'll, I'll help All you right. kind of lead into it here. Um, so on the Afterlife uh, chat, uh, once Adam Savage did his uh, tested set visit of, of the Spangler family farm, uh, it, and yes, we, we told people, okay, maybe slow down. We got a lot of time, <laughs> and I apologize for that. However, uh, with a, a firm wink and nod to the central Oklahoma Ghostbusters, um, they went through each and every book in the, the stack that we saw and recreated the book stack. They got every single book. I I need to one-to-one them to make sure that they did it the correct <laughs> way, but I think it's all the exact same hardcovers and printings yeah. of the books too, which, holy moly, that's, that's impressive. Um, but what this spawned the conversation of was theme uh thematically what do these books mean i mean these are more than just set dressing especially as we heard in that tested video um that you know the uh, all of this set deck is not just there for texture it's there to tell a story and it's it's stuff that fills in the gaps uh that we do not necessarily get to see so um so you on Twitter, and it was very fun to watch, um, if I have to say so myself, uh, you took the photo that the Central Oklahoma Ghostbusters had of, uh, uh, it's like Psalms, uh, Wolf Dog, Allegiant, a few others, um, and you started kind of putting together some breadcrumbs of what you think these may entail. I am going to preface this. I'm going to throw this up there right now that this this potentially could be a spoiler, um, it's, it's yeah. all speculation. It is all completely based upon what these books are and, and what you've read into them. Um, however, if you're trying to go in completely spoiler free, if you don't want to yeah. know anything about this movie, I, your, your speculation might be right on because once you start seeing like what these, the, the pattern is, yeah. like, oh, that makes a whole lot of sense. It might be. And e- even if I'm wrong, I still think it's fair to warn people about a spoiler because the last thing I want to do then is load their heads with you know, preconceived ideas and then they go into the movie with them and they have nothing to do with it. So it it needs to be, it's, this is speculation. Like, and this is, uh, you know, we're trying to be responsible with our speculation. We don't want to get everybody thinking that this movie is going to be something that it's not. But this is, this is a testament. This is, this is more in honor of the people that build up the sets and all that, because just the choices they made, even if it's them just riffing off of, themes and all that in the script and they never have a direct tie to it 
it's really, really, you know, uh, it, it's 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 a an excellent example of what they like you say what they were talking about in the uh, the tested behind the scenes video there about yeah. how they like to inform their work with what they've you know the vibes they've gotten off the script, which is again, let's brings us all around full circle to spoiler, because yeah. depending on how strong the vibes are, they took off the script. This stuff may actually if lead into the movie. So. If you're at all worried about spoilers, just skip forward to when you, you hear the Bobby Brown on our own and we'll get into the final thoughts. Uh, we, we will not fault you for that. Um, uh, and, but if you do want to venture down this path with us, thanks for joining. Continue uh, down this path because we're going to tell you how Egon Spangler had to figure out the internet. Uh, like many of our parents uh, who have a very similar manual in their collection. Uh, no, I, I, Chris, I, I kind of just want to okay. let you run with this to be completely sure. honest. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you, you kicked off that there's, um, um, there's a handful of what, what is best described as perfectly reasonable Egon academia. Uh, let's see here. Solid, a book on solid state electronics. That's a given for a guy that builds, you know, the PKE meter and the proton pack and all that. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, let's see. There's a book, proud new flags. That's actually a fiction book, but it's a, it's a, it's a real one about, um, uh, if I think recall correctly, it's one of the characters like, leaves the 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 navy to go join the confederates to help get their mm. navy off the ground sort of thing so it, it's um it's a it's a historically based uh, drama novel about the 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 civil war um uh there's a history one so 1870 to 1900 i didn't make it a point in this in my in my notes but 1870 to 1900 it'd be now I think about it as roughly the period in time in that a certain Shandor may have been mm. born into the world. So interesting. I, I, yeah. I, I'll throw it out there. I, it could just be, you know, Egon's generally history, interested in history, but eh, it's also not a huge stretch that he's reading up on something about uh, the, the time period and, and certain events that may have, because um, yeah, it was the war. I think there was, was it the war? Yeah. The, uh, so yeah, somebody may have been researching. I, I would say this would definitely easily fall into a uh, the category of researching um, um, uh, the 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 guy who built the mine that he's hanging out around so much. Uh, we can't see some of the ones off to the side. I'm only looking at the ones. I should bug them to send me the picture of the other ones that I can only see the bottoms. But there's another one there. Lands and people. Like yeah, I know. Okay, so Egon's <laughs> Egon's Egon. A head full of knowledge makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, and the internet one you mentioned. The internet. And, and some- <laughs> The some Osborne book of the internet. <laughs> some Christianity, like there's a Bible doctrine one in there and, you know- uh, Well, yeah, there's there's um, there's some straight up like religious studies uh, stuff yeah. in there. Like there's the book of the Psalms. And I think somebody replied to me saying that it or, what was the other one? Bible doctrine? No, I think it was the yeah. Psalms when they were talking about it. It's- um, it's it's very typical of uh, religious academics and people in seminary school and all that. So you know that's Egon. So Egon uh, became a theologian. He he went to Oklahoma to <laughs> well uh, become a Jesuit uh, professor. And sure, uh, yeah. well I don't think I don't know if we have to go that far, but he's he's obviously <laughs> well. This is where the thing starts to now beg the question, like, but why? Right. Sure. Uh, sure. So uh, let's see. And I also want like to point out there's a. Uh, <laughs> 
the sequel or the third second sequel to the Divergent series uh, is Allegiant. in there, which is yeah. Allegiant, which is a young, and that one made me laugh because that one, that one made me think that it's quite possibly uh, they threw it in. It's just kind of a funny throwaway. That might yeah. be a throwaway joke. Yeah, that he was like. staying with the times. Um, uh, but then, so yeah, the religious books. Um, oh, Wolf Dog. Wolf Dog was one of the ones that you pointed out that was a religious book that had by, some sort of. By themselves, yeah, by yeah. themselves, Psalms and the Bible Doctrine are just, yeah, this theology. It's religious studies. But there's one, uh, the Wolf Dog, which is about a kid who's got a, you know, their, their dog that, you know, helps them uh, mind the sheep and all that. It's it's part wolf, or it was ra- a wolf puff that they puffed that they raised or whatever, but it starts going back to its roots and is killing off livestock. And, you know, if you go read up the summary and all that, the whole book is built around the boy's faith in the dog and faith in God. So it's this, it's this interesting, uh, it's not straight up religious studies and theology. It is a story about uh, faith and all that. So it kind of puts this strange spin on why is Egon reading up on religion? Like, what has this got to do with it? And then, like I say, at this point, speculation, but it kind of now in my head stacks in the direction of, um, I have to keep jumping ahead because every time I made a post, the one I put after it was me saying, go away. <laughs> if you don't want this is all nonsense, but just, if you don't want to know anything, just go. Um, so there's another one, uh, the moon and sixpence. And that's a story about, uh, a father who's, uh, obsessed. He's got a passion in life, which is art. And he abandons his family. He abandons his wife mm. and kids and leaves them. Um, and it's like, oh, well, we already know that there's there's a schism in the Spengler family. We've seen it in the trailers and all that, that there's, <clears throat> I mean, he was lost to them. Like, they show up yeah. and the kids don't know about their granddad. And, you know, the, the daughters had some sort of, you know, their, some estrangement with her, her father sort of thing. So it's like, oh, okay, well, now this is starting to, like, line up with well, what we know about Egon. Yeah, yeah, man who becomes so all-consumed with whatever his passion project is or, you know, it's right. ca- cannot be the family man. Uh, interesting. But then, it, yeah. but then it gets kind of sadder slash darker because he's got a copy of Fatal Vision. And I can't remember the author. It's in the photo there. I should have made the note. I'm being sloppy here. But the author, it's, 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 it's a true crime book. It's like... Um, Similar to like Truman Capote's, uh, what's his book? Blood Simple. Is that the one? Yeah. The one where he like met with the, uh, the murderer in jail. The Coen Brothers movie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No. Maybe I got it wrong then. (laughs) Ah. Anyway, Uh, somebody, somebody somewhere has read Truman Capote and knows what I'm talking about. But it, this guy was, was brought in by this guy who, uh, murdered his family. Uh, and basically started cause the guy was like, I'm innocent and you know, write, write my story. And the guy starts writing the story and he's like, you are so not innocent. And the book ends up being about basically how this guy, yep, straight up murdered his family, which then ties back into this other one. Like imagine that things are getting kind of weird or dark or you're messing with powers and you're concerned that you basically fear for your family. So you marry it to the other one, the moon and the sixpence. And it, mm. it kind of paints this picture of, you know, is it about, is it Egon reading one book? Cause he's like, you know, 
did I abandon my family just because I'm, I'm, I'm more into science? Am I a bad dad because of that? And Or right up to part of why I left because if I stuck around, you know, something bad might happen too. Yeah, he was I'm trying not, to protect saying, them. Yeah. I'm not saying necessarily yeah. Egon was afraid he was going to kill his family, but like that he was bringing his work home one way or another and it might hurt his family. Yeah, that's true. Um, and that's his, just his obsession could uh, prove detrimental to having a family and, and being a father and yeah. Right. And what then becomes sad about it is it loops right back to those religious books on faith and all that and, mm. and make, makes you wonder if then, <laughs> uh, as I put it, I'm like, this movie is going to murder my soul, <laughs> isn't it? Because all I've done I... is speculated up a situation where Egon spent his life, the last part of his life away from his family, struggling with the decisions he made that put him there, but whether they were right or wrong. And I'm like, God dang it. <laughs> like, just, I mean, and even and, a speculation, I'm like, well, I don't need to sit here and be sad about this. Why did I go no, here, brain? No, but it does, it really does show the depths of the attention to detail that this, this, uh, all of the people on the filmmaking crew, I mean, Jason Reitman yeah. all the way down, uh, have been putting into this movie where I can guarantee you that, uh, there probably were not big meetings in conference rooms where they're like, okay, so we're, we're stacking the books on Egon's table now. Um, no. which are the books that we want to put there? It, it shows that, that the, we've heard this mantra, uh, from everybody who says that they worked on the film or that Jason says employed uh, on the film is that you have to be a fan of this movie and you have to really just want to love and, and want to make that world, uh, become as, as rich and as deep as humanly possible. Uh, because yeah, your set deck people, your props people, um, they are putting this attention to detail into these things that, may or may not even be seen. I mean, I have no idea when we see the film, if we're even going to see this stack of books anywhere. Right. Um, but because we have this amazing, uh, Adam Savage behind the scenes, uh, piece that we can now pour over tiny little details that are on tables that <laughs> could be obscured in the darkness or could not even yeah. appear on film. And, and we just get to see uh, what they, what they did. And, uh, man, it, it's, it's exciting. It, yeah. It's really exciting. It's to me, it's a very, I do honestly think thought and decision was made in putting these in place. I don't think the thought and decision was, and if somebody's clever, you know, boots, he can figure out the entire story. (laughs) Um, Rather, I, 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 like I said, I think they just made some interesting deliberate choices that are uh, reminiscent of hints and tones and vibes of, sure. of the, the movie. Oh, and it's, and all char- all it's I- character building. Like all of yeah. that is like the clothes that a person wears should be, should speak worlds of their character. It's not just because yeah. pockets look cool. Or which is, yeah, I'm which is to you. say that, yeah, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's that, you know, they're, it's it's something that came up when I was talking to the VizDev people at at Marvel Studios in in uh, their book uh, that whatever decisions they are making in the design of a character has to tell a story about who they are, where they came from, something about their personality, yeah. and the exact same thing is true here. With this is obviously you know the the Spangler family household, or at least Egon's household, uh, based upon everything, and they keep saying it's Egon's farmhouse, Egon's farmhouse. So maybe this is where he. Uh, set up a shop by himself in solitude, which all the more reason he's it's surrounded by nothing but things that should speak to his character. Yeah. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, there's a flip side of the coin where I'm probably just, you know, spotting, I I see a turtle when I look at the clouds, sort of thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> but wonderfully, it like you say, it may just get to they've done their job so well that it may not actually tie into anything directly in the movie, but just knowing what they are and what they're about adds a little... It's like uh, seeing the movie and then you go pick up the novelization and they've got mm. pages where they get into the inner mind of characters and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah right? Like, Well, and this, um, this also kind of points toward the Easter eggs that, you know, Jason Reitman said that this movie is going to be the greatest Easter egg hunt for fans of all time. And cynics took that as like, oh, there's going to be a bunch of like nostalgic, like weapon, weaponized nostalgia in here that they're just going to point to things. And I'm going to be like, I know that. But I think what he meant was things like this, things that you can look into. And yeah, of course, there will be winks and nods to like the Ghostbusters 2 toaster and things like that that we've seen. Yeah. Um, but when he said Easter eggs, I think he meant these types of things that you and I will enjoy for another 30 years pouring over. Uh, until we are old and gray and in a retirement home <laughs> sitting on a couch and they're like, okay, that's great. Let's go get you your jello. I, you know, I think that's exactly what this is going to do. We're going to have yeah. so many conversations, uh, and so many, uh, inner commentaries as we're watching through things where we notice things in the corner that we did not see before. And, uh, it's going to be like at, these books. Yeah. It's at the end of the day too, there's, there'll always be stuff we'll never know the root of. It is perfectly reasonable that one of those books may have got tossed in by, you know, Ivan Reitman because he knew Harold Ramis in his, you know, wide ranging readings on world religions and stuff like that. Oh yeah. I remember he carried that around for a while or the Ivan five Reitman minute Buddhist. He's got the five minute <laughs> Buddhist card in there and that's, that's Harold's. Yeah. Or, you know, Ivan read, you know, one of those, the older books in, had to read it in school or university or something and remembers it. And it's kind of like, I don't know. We, it's all speculation at yeah. a certain point, but anyways, it was, it was interesting to see, you know, what they pulled out of those screenshots and what they were able to go find. It's amazing how quickly they found them, uh, to be honest, but. And I would desperately love to see what some of those other piles, because there's 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 two other at least two Tell other piles more. in the photo yeah. that I can only see the ends of. I can't see the the spine. So, so if I you're guess out there, if, what we're saying is, if we said a couple of weeks ago, uh, slow down, pace yourselves, <laughs> we were wrong. Don't slow down. No, don't pace. No, yourselves. we weren't wrong. Slow down, pace yourselves. But you've already done the certain work. You did not heed our warning. You did some work. Let's not let it go to waste. Can yeah. I please see? The, can I see the spines of the rest of them, please? Oh, but Pretty at the please? same time, like what a wonderful glimpse of our futures this is. Like I, this is yeah. about a movie that we haven't seen, and you know we can have these conversations and this discourse about it, uh, which just yeah. my God, we're gonna be spoiled in November, and we're yeah. so close to it. So I know. Hold on, everybody. We're so close. Don't, don't, don't sweat it. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Stop Ghostbusters. Interdimensional crossroad. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray.
Well, Chris, if I was a smart man, this is where I would say, hey, I told you not to sweat it. We are so close. It is X amount of days until November 19th, but yep. uh, I, I don't have that information for you because I don't know when you're listening to this. You could be listening to this on November 18th, and then I would just look foolish if I'm like, it is <laughs> 72 days away, and you're like, I'm going, I'm in the car on my way to the midnight show right now, you jerks. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's, it's very close. Uh, I, in a group chat was talking to somebody who said December uh, 23rd seemed so far away. Cause that's when they said book of Boba Fett's coming out. And I was like, you know, you got Halloween, you've got ghostbusters in November and then you got book of Boba. Like you have yeah. something to look forward to at the end of every month going forward here. You'll, it's fine. And You'll be there's fine. There's stuff we're already working on. We're not done Ted Lasso yet. We're just got i just got started on foundation oh um, foundation yeah just the first three episodes i think are up now yeah i uh, no, the third one drops uh well uh, by the time you hear this yes yeah the third it should one be out like today or tomorrow yeah uh i'm working through the star wars visions and a that first one is tough to beat but um <laughs> it's the rest of the you know, bunch of them are trying trying uh oh, man trying so pretty good. hard there so um, so much stuff to watch. It's insane. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop is yeah. about to drop, right? Like just oh. that opening theme song that they teased uh, not too long ago. Oh, it's it's so good. Uh, straight up, straight up Yoko Kano. I mean, we got uh, Cobra Kai coming in uh, in December. Um, yeah, that's on New Year's little, Eve. I little say. things. I just turned on Disney and and, and they're like new stuff, and I'm like, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Motherland Fort Salem. I watched it for, uh, I don't know why, because I'm like, what? <laughs> Milit- War Witches? I'm in. And I uh, watched them for a season, and I finished that like two weeks ago, and now they're like season two. I'm like, ooh, oh, okay, thank funny. you. Uh, so much. So, uh, we we have way too much. Uh, and, and if you're listening to a Ghostbusters podcast, you're like, wow, <laughs> we got so much other stuff. What am I doing listening to Ghostbusters? Thank you for listening to Ghostbusters podcast. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, what else you got in terms of uh, final thoughts this week? Um, final thoughts. I, I may, my final thought is I may have to start making some arrangements with uh, <laughs> with people around the world. Oh, okay. That that got really <laughs> ominous for a second. I was like, "Are you what?" I'm gonna. I need to make arrangements to <laughs> to take care of you. Take care of me? No, like take you out for I've a burger and dance. Either it doesn't end well for me or it doesn't end well for you. <laughs> uh, well, fortunately, I don't have to go as far afield as Thailand. Uh, Thailand is getting cups and toppers and a moogly popcorn Popcorn bucket. holder. Oh, that's true. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. And I, like I said, I haven't perfectly compared, but I'm looking at it and I almost guarantee... It's the the mold, like it's a sized up, retooled uh, 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 3D model that they used for the Build-A-Moogly in Mattel's Yeah, I was going to say, it kind of did look like the ago. Mattel Moogly to me, but I couldn't be yeah. glad you said it because I wasn't 100% no, sure. No, it, lo- yeah. it, looks, it looks straight up, only they changed the, uh, the, the red uh, circle with the little afterlife. Uh, the, there's no rust or paint on it, but they have a little bit of texture to suggest rough, and then they have the little rivets around it sort of thing. So I was like, oh, okay, well, Afterlife Moogly Popcorn Bucket. That one is also going to theaters in Mexico. 
Mexico's uh, got the cool stuff that we've seen so far. Mexico's got straight up everything. They they have a um, the Moogly. They're also getting a no. The Stay Puffed is in the state. So the Moogly, the cups with the toppers. There's four toppers. And they're like the if you guys remember when Phantom Menace came out, the the yeah. Taco Bell cups that had the like crazy giant sized toppers on top of them. That's kind of yeah, what with, these the, look with like. the straw through it. So there's yeah. a Slimer. There's a Proton Pack. It's like oh, this is great. Uh, and obviously for somebody's uh, Slimer collection, I'm gonna have to get my hands on one of those eBay. I think eBay will hopefully sort me out in a lot of regards there. Hopefully it won't charge me an arm. Well, and I'm still hoping um, that they are elsewhere, not just in Mexico. Maybe like Cinemark, which we know is going to have exactly. a whole bunch of stuff, is in yep. theory going to have some of these things. Well, Cinemark is getting a Stay Puffed uh, popcorn buckety thing, which is very cool. Um, the, the Mexican uh, theaters, they showed a picture of a... Um, like a classic style popcorn, you know, the four-sided popcorn bucket. Mm, yeah, But yeah. it has afterlife uh, printing on it. But they are also, so AMC has the, the Ecto. The big Ecto, yeah. Popcorn holder as an exclusive. But apparently it's just in the U.S. because Mexico is uh. getting it as well. That's one, uh, that's one I'm, de- uh, I don't, that's why I got to make friends. Because that, that one feels like <laughs> one that eBay will be like... <laughs> Seven thousand dollars. Seven, th- exactly oh, right. No. I was trying to think of a money joke, and there was no money joke because it's not funny, and I don't want to pay that much for it. But I need one. I need one so badly. Um, that's my final thoughts. That's the thing that's kind of stressing me out. I'm having a a, a a vague toy anxiety moment for a movie where so far I've been pretty good about not getting too stressed out about stuff. Uh, yeah, that's true. There hasn't been a whole lot. I mean, the the, the stress has been from. You know the delays and and, yeah. and the COVID of it all, and but in terms of but, the merch, like yeah. getting the toys has been fairly easy. I know some people are having some fairly trouble easy. getting those plasma series yeah. figures. Fairly um, easy, but I have the added advantage too of I'm like like the 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 Kenner stuff. I'm like, well, I'm not a real Ghostbusters guy. These are cool, and I like to you know yeah. have a look at them and show them off for Hasbro and all that. But I wasn't desperately looking for them. And same for the the action figures. I'm like. I'm not an action figure guy, so yeah. I'm not desperately looking. Well, I my little stresses were things like, can I has the the Kenner reproduction Echo, please? Where's like, my Japanese muncher ashtray? I need to see it. <laughs> uh, but now with all this movie theater stuff, and I'm not a movie theater thing collector guy, uh, a little bit of the, the fast food stuff, but not yeah. the movie stuff. But then, yeah, a cup with a Slimer topper. I'm like, well, I got a whole wall of Slimer that that needs to go live in. Uh, or a, a Stay Puffed. Is it a Stay Puffed or a Mini? Like, I'm going to have to look at that. I think it's an actual Stay Puffed. And because there was a little bit uh, of a, like, are Stay Puffed and Slimer in this movie? And it's like, no, I think it's just because they are I- iconic. They're iconic, right? Uh, you know, when you're putting out toys, you're, of course, going to put out a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man toy. You're, of course, going to so, put a Slimer toy out right. because they so have great. become gotta, synonymous with Ghostbusters. Um, but, I got a Stay Puffed bucket I got to find. And then I got to get a Moogly I got to find for the... the the stuff that doesn't have the guys or the characters on it—it's just straight I up logo, right? I gotta make some I gotta arrangements. I got I'm shuffling walls, find. and I got new spaces to fill. And I this moogly out there. Like I said, thankfully I'm like, well, who knows? Somebody may get theirs in Thailand and um, unloaded at a decent price. Maybe yeah. I will get mine from Thailand. I don't know. Or you're just gonna, hey, COVID be damned, just hop on a plane and go around the globe, Chris, on the march. 
Rosetta Stone is helping me learn Thai for reasons. (laughs) Spanish. Thai. Um, (laughs) Because reasons. I just need to go to a movie theater to buy popcorn buckets. Don't worry about it. It's totally sane, I promise you. Um, well, welcome to the Thailand, Mr. Stewart. Are you here on business or pleasure? I was like, I, it's, I can't describe it. I'm so stressed out right now. All I'm is picturing still in is theaters? Guillermo and what we do in the shadows, like going to get the ancestral dirt uh, for his <laughs> masters. But instead of that, it's you just going to get popcorn buckets in all of these different places. Uh, um, and th- you know what? Just to cap it all off, shout out to uh, two pals of the show. Uh, John Yurkeba and uh, uh, Joseph, uh, everybody knows him as uh, Chagrin. They both, uh, they both got, well, John's is going to drop soon. He's got a, he's got his first cover. A Transformers cover. Transformer for yeah, cover for, for IDW. So the, the, he has entered the world of, of the comic industry formally. He's in, he's in like Flynn. And then, uh, Joseph's, uh, book, uh, Kid Del Toro. Is the, the, in Target stores and all over the place. Everywhere. Yeah. It's not only launch. This thing is, um, yeah, this is getting some full on love. Uh, I'm sad we don't have Target because now I'm like, I'm, I, I may have to buy it online. Elsewhere too. I think I mean, it's I not just it Target online. Stores. It's yeah. not hard to find. Uh, well, the other thing is, is I don't know quite who's publishing it, which means if it's depending on the publisher, they may not have a, a uh, an extension here into Canada. Which means I don't know if anybody in Canada has picked it up, but mm. I don't know. I can find it. It's the it's yeah. 2021 internet. I'm looking at the internet right now. I'm sure I can find it if I want it. But uh, like I said, it, it's a big congrats to those two because I really like it. Actually, you know what? This is the time to formally. This is how I'm going to end up. Final thoughts. Uh, I started with a selfish final thought, and I shouldn't have done that because I should go with this one, which is much better. Uh, it, Troy just cut out all the selfish stuff. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking like. Uh, Speaking of stress, we're coming up on Christmas, and that's when you know you do your mixtape, and I do the, the the Ghostbusters Home Shopping Network. And what I've been having trouble with year after year after year is, as we've become become um, deluged with choices, like there's so much Ghostbusters stuff out there, and you know we keep track of it throughout the year and all that. It's like I I cannot cover all of it. Uh, you know, leading up to Christmas. Uh, so instead, I think I'm going to flip the script. There might be one or two things that I want to call out or point out or something like that, but I think this one might be full on 100% like, you know, fandom based. Mm. Yeah, Cause there's sort so of, uh, many people. Adjacent, uh, Ghostbusters adjacent stuff that, or sometimes just spot on. Like, so I yeah. can cover all the trade paperbacks of IDW stuff because, you know, Eric and Dan, full-on fans. They're they're in the community. They're fans. Sure. Uh, you know, the guys out there building all the packs and parts and all that sort of thing. You know, that's in like Flynn. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, there's stuff like Joseph and John doing, you know, the uh, following their dreams. Uh, your books are going to take up a hefty chunk of it, which are both Ghostbusters and non-Ghostbusters. So... Um, yeah, I think, I think what it comes down to is, you know, if people are doing cool stuff out there, I don't know, drop me a line and I, I yeah. hopefully, you know, if I can Hank's get to everything, films. I'll get to everything. Yeah. Hank's films. Um, boy, just anything and everything like yeah, the number of things. Um, yeah, like I said, there's, and I mean, we live in an era where there's whole Facebook groups devoted to fans designing and making patches and pins and stuff like that. I think think this time around i may focus more heavily on 
Ghostbusters are not the stuff that the fans are making. I think that might be, especially coming out of a rough couple of years. It's like, <laughs> I don't need to tell you about the Ghostbusters <laughs> stuff. You know all about it, and you're you know getting yeah. prepared to buy it if you want it anyways. How about I point you in the direction of this cool stuff Let's that tell a fan's you what your making. fellow fan has cool. created? Yeah, right. So I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. That's my plan. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, man, I'm looking forward to listening to that because there's going to be a bunch of stuff that I bet didn't even uh, exist, and that's going to be the the benefit of it too. Right. Um, but uh, all right. Well, hey. Until next week, everybody. Who knows what the next week will bring <laughs> us? It just seems we're just making this up as we go. Let's what be new, honest. What news will drop tomorrow on Thursday after uh, we've recorded? One hundred percent. I have no idea. Uh, but until that happens, everyone, we'll see you all on the other side. Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh. Next week, though, Careless Pets. We're so dumb.